Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we have episode four of a four-part series on Charlie Manson and the Manson family murders. Uh, In episode one, we looked at uh, young Charlie. And then in episode two, we talked about the members of uh, his cult, the family, known as the family. In um, episode three, we talked about the Tate LaBianca murders. And um, today's episode is entitled uh, Justice. So we're going to talk about uh, the investigation into the uh, murders and the uh, eventual arrest and conviction of Charlie Manson and his followers. So we got that to look forward to. Um, And this is the first time we've done a four-part series um, so we're hoping you're enjoying it. And we would also like to say, uh, wish all of you a very happy new year. This is our last podcast of 2016. We thank you for joining us throughout the year. And um, we're thrilled that, uh, that uh, you're listening to the show. And uh, those of you who are active on our Facebook group, History Dweebs, the podcast, um, we are very grateful for that, as well as those who support the podcast on Patreon. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, uh, you can do so by making donations on Patreon.com. Just You just go to Patreon.com slash History Dweeps. And let me just r- run down a list of folks we want to thank who's, who are been, who's been very generous in supporting the podcast. And really, it keeps us on, keeps us on the air. Um, so we want to uh, – big thank yous to all of our Patreon members. They include Alicia and Chip. Thank you, Alicia and Chip. Jen Moyer. Thank you, Jen. Brandy McBride. Annette uh, Petre in the Bronx. Lise over there in Norway. Leslie Hager. Thank you very much, Leslie. Amber Scoville. Amber, we appreciate it very much. Jahara. Thank you, Jahara. Andrew Happ, of course. Uh, Amber Trevino, who is a newer member to the our Facebook group, and um, she is now a contributing member to Patreon. Amber, we're very grateful for your donation. Thank you very much. Uh, Mandy Swanson, thank you, Mandy. Jennifer Siemens and her son, Hunter, as well as Jennifer's mother, 
Linda, thank you all for supporting the podcast. Bridget Clavey, who's been uh, a longtime supporter of the podcast. We really appreciate it, Bridget. Cindy Lou, uh, she has also been a longtime uh, member of our Patreon uh, group. So thank you, Cindy. Um, we also have Heather Poole. Thank you, Heather, for your generous donations. And we have a new member uh, of our Patreon family, and that's Jason Dykes. So, Jason, thank you very much for uh, your support. Of course, we have uh, Charlie and um, Allie who support the podcast. Um, they're from the Insight podcast. So if you haven't checked out Insight and you like mysteries, um, check them out. They're really good. Uh, one of the more top-rated podcasts in the country. So check out Insight. Thank you, uh, ladies, for your donation. And then, of course, Rudy the Wonder Dog. I am, uh, so we're all very grateful. Again, if you would like to support the podcast, just log on to patreon.com slash historyweaves. And uh, if you can give a little or a lot or just a wee bit, we will be greatly, greatly uh, uh, appreciative. Uh, let me start by introducing our panel before we get into the uh, final episode of the Manson Marathon here. Uh, I am very pleased and honored to introduce a lady who has uh, quite a following on our Facebook page, the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, Satan's dirty little secret, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. I'm good, Timmy. We're getting ready to get out of 2016. I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, me too. Are you looking forward to 2017? It's got to be better than this year. Yeah, except we got a, a lot of new listeners this year. We did. So that was great. We got we to meet new friends on our uh, Facebook page, History Believes the Podcast Group. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm with you. I mean, too many people are dying. People are dying left and right. Yeah. And it's and a little unnerving. It is. So I'm with you. I want to get, hopefully, 2017 will be kinder to us. And hopefully we'll have a lot of great uh, podcasts in 2017, Brandy. I know we've been been busy working on some new scripts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping that uh, we'll have a lot of um, good podcasts for folks out there in 2017. Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions, Brandy? I do not because I suck at those. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't really have one either. So I, my resolution is to live until 2018. Well, that's it's, good. That's a good one to have. It's a worthy goal. Well, set the bar low. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, now it's my pleasure to introduce the third member of our group, a man uh, who really needs no introduction. A man. So why do we even give him one, Brandon? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, he has quite a following in the podcasting world. He's, he's sort of like the Charlie Manson of podcasting when you think about it. He's, he has these strange, he talks in riddles, and uh, he still seems to have his little crew that follows him around. Although, like Charlie, I think he exaggerates the number of followers he has. The very uh, distinguished and the moral compass of our podcast the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the very honorable Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern General. How are you today, Colonel? I'm wonderful today, Timmy. It's Friday. We've it, been doing this uh, marathon Manson thing, and we're Manson about to wrap marathon. it up. Yes. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and is like num- you, n- part number four. I've had more Charlie than than you care than to. I care to hear. Well, I, I agree, but we wanted to do. You know, we do a lot of of uh, serial killers that are not as well known. I like doing the obscure ones. I do too, uh, but we get a lot of requests for the for the hits. Yeah, kind of the heavy hitters. So um, we have to do one every once in a while. And this one I wanted to do because Charlie's from Cincinnati. He was born here in Cincinnati. And the other thing is, um, the, the other reason why it's difficult to do these is just there's so much information. Now, on some of the obscure, obscure ones we do, um, it's some, the problem sometimes is of finding enough research, you know, with the research, finding enough information. But on on this one, it's, huh, where do you start? So um, here we are. We're at part four now. We're going to talk about the— We, we pretty much started in the middle, Timmy. <laughs> no, we started at the beginning. We started, we started I'm with— just, I'm just hassling you, Timmy. No, we started with uh, his youth. And his, then, youth. Uh, his youth. And then— it was difficult to move forward without introducing all of the players. So we introduced all his, and the main members of his family, not all of them, but the main members of the cult. And in, in our lap, last episode, episode number three, we talked about the uh, Tate Love Bianca murders. And on uh, the, in this episode, the final episode, part four of Helter Skelter, we're going to talk about the uh, trial, uh, the investigation, the trial, and the aftermath and uh, so Colonel unless you have some uh, unimportant gibberish to share I'm going to jump right into the uh, that's, that's a little hurtful do you have Timmy. unimportant gibberish to share well no I, I guess I'll save my unimportant gibberish for a brandy section uh, because it thank you, tends to uh, and just so we get this straight in the beginning because uh, you know the devil is going to have a fit with this the prosecutor name is Bouliosi Oh, you're helping her out in the beginning. Yeah, okay. Bulliosi devil. You listening to no, me? No, I'm not listening to you at all. Because you're gonna be you're gonna be calling him Bugman and Bugly Osti and whatever. Colonel, before we go, Bulliosi. Do you have any resolutions for 2017? You know, my only resolution for 2017 is try to. I got a couple of them. Try to make it to 2018. That's mine. Um, you guys, you guys, your bar's low, low. I, I, I've got to, I've got to write a wheel this year. People are dying left and right. I, you know what, Timmy? I got I got to get some I got to get some of the extra pounds off of me. I got I, I picked up some. You look pounds you're off. looking pretty nice today. You got your uh, you got a, a turtleneck sweater on. It looked very well, dapper. Thank you, Timmy. I'm, Don't you, you know, think he looks dapper, Brandy? Uh, he knows what I think. Okay. She she insulted me as soon as she walked through the door. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like you. You. Could, I said he looked like a penis in a turtleneck. Well, he could. Yeah, he. I, I'm thinking like late '60s, maybe a lava lamp. Yeah. yeah little, I think little, I got that uh, Jack carpet, Cassidy thing shack, going on. Shack yeah. Carpeting. Yeah. Incense. Yeah. He looked very dapper. Well, this was a this very was stiff. a shirt that did not have to be ironed and. Did, did your brother died in this shirt or something like this? <laughs> yeah, this is a shirt my brother passed on to me. <laughs> God rest so, his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. So. So I can do as many Stephen Hawking jokes well, remember, today as I want. I remember you said that you tell the suit tell the suit story. What? My brother wanted to get fuck. My brother was getting cremated. Right. And you know we're sitting over. He's he's 
we know it's coming in the next few weeks, so we're making his funeral arrangements. Right. And uh, lining up the speakers. And my brother doesn't want me to speak at his, uh, at his memorial because he said I will be trying out new material at his thing, <laughs> and he doesn't want – and he, he couldn't talk at that time. He wrote everything on a whiteboard, and he said, I want somebody who's going to say something nice and underline nice about three times about me. Gotcha. So – then he says, you know, I, I I bought I got a new suit in there and and my brother was a big guy, but by this time he had you know lost a lot of weight and right he really gotten down to my size. So he's saying, you know, I had me cremated in this suit, and I was like, well, that, that's a brand new suit. Why why are you gonna do that? So you were concerned that he was he was gonna. Uh, it was just a waste of money, right? And uh, he said, well. Why You're being you the sensitive person that you are. Yeah, and I said, well, I said that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You're gonna, why, why the fuck you want to be you're burned t- up? You're thinking t-shirts and maybe some boxers and yeah, just those ass and they're naked. I don't know. Old bangers, old bingo sweatshirts. Here's the thing, Timmy. The suit was my was my size. I got you. It was a beautiful blue, blue, dark blue suit with some very light blue pinstripes and a very faint, paint, uh-huh. very nice suit and uh. I was like, why don't you just give me the damn suit and get buried in the damn T-shirt? Yeah, how did that turn out? Uh, he got buried in the suit. He got burned up in the suit. Oh. But I, but you know what I did do? What? I took the tie. I was like, no, you know what? You can take that fucking suit. But you burn yourself up in that suit. I don't care. But you ain't wasting that good tie. That's a good tie. I'm taking that goddamn tie. It's Van Heusen, probably. <laughs> it was a nice tie. I still, it's still it's a red tie with some little blue diamonds on it's a, it's a nice tie. i don't know what the hell he was thinking and he wrote what the hell do you care and i was like you know what i care because you're just being stupid it's wasteful and you're being stupid all right colonel well that so. shows the more sensitive side of you but you can speak at my um at my uh, wake and when you get cremated you're going in there naked no i'm not going I'm, i've changed my mind i want to be buried. he's a never nude remember? you want to be married buried, buried not married <laughs> you no, be married? no not married yeah change what mind. about you devil What's going to happen to you when somebody finally drives a stake through your heart? I imagine I'll just dissolve into I ash. I guess you will dissolve. Yeah, we're going to just sweep your ass up. I was thinking maybe sure. we could embalm. Maybe we could, um, you know, take her to a taxidermy. Oh, have, have her stuffed? Yeah, have her stuffed. Mm-hmm. Maybe put her right here, and we can do a podcast just like she's here. And it would be just it would be much better podcast. It'd be a lot better. There would yeah. be so not so much gibberish and yeah. nonsense. And as we oh, I don't up. think that's the case. I think pronouncing words. Yeah, there, yeah. Think of all the words that would be, be correct in the podcast. Yeah. Our ratio of correct pronunciation to mm-hmm. uh, what is it that you even speak? Like pigeon French or something? I don't know, but she. And think of, think of the words you'd be able to use. Oh, in I know. Script, I, I, could, I could use. Three I mean, you could I could flourish. use three, three or four, four syllables. You'd be a goddamn Hemingway to me. I would be. See, but, he. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. You know, they didn't. They didn't. Have, Shakespeare never had work with some. <laughs> exactly. He, 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 he worked with actors who could. You know. Yeah. Uh, could speak multiple syllable words. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get the devil over here, and and once you get, you know. They tried to buttress the fort, and she's like, but rest. The fort was butt rested. Yeah. You make some valid points, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Right. Brandy's staring at you, and I'm uncomfortable with the way she's staring yeah, at I'm you. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with the way you're staring at me, too, don't Yeah. I? 
Uh, it's Did you like, read your script today, Double? Listen, you talking penis. Of course I read the fucking script. <laughs> no, you didn't, you lying bastard. I did. I've been busy today. Oh, have you now? I have. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Manson. Bulliosi. Just remember that. Bulliosi. Bulliosi. We're not there yet. But anyway. So the Tate-LaBianca uh, murders occurred on August 9th and August 10th in 1969. Um the Tate murders became news on August the 9th. It was big news um, all over the country. The Polanski's, uh, Roman Polanski's housekeeper, Winfred, Winfred Cha- uh, Chapman. How do you like that for a name, Winfred? Winnie. Mm-hmm. He had arrived to work that morning and discovered the murder scene. Boy, that must have been horrific, a horrific discovery. He was a housekeeper, too. And you know, I read. And you know, she's thinking, I ain't got to clean all this shit up. No, you know what I read is that Sharon Tate's father went in. Oh, for and fuck's sake! He was a he was an intelligence officer in the uh, U.S. Army, I believe. And he went up and cleaned up because you know they didn't have cleaners back in those days. Yeah, you had to clean that shit up. Yeah, do it yourself. And he went in and cleaned his daughter's blood and his, you know, his. Potentially his grandchild. Oh, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, it's hor- horrific. Uh, on August 10th, detectives of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, which had the jurisdiction, and remember the Hyman case, the guy that was uh, murdered. You remember your Hyman devil? <laughs> that uh, they murdered um, uh, because of the bad drug, the bad d- drug deal that went. Hinman. Yes. Yeah, Hinman. Hinman. I'm sorry, Hinman. Really? Okay, so wait a minute. I'm getting that was a on. simple typo in Timmy's script. And he's popping no. out hymen. <laughs> he popped a hymen out on yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> popped a hymen out on us. Nobody's last name is Hyman. Hinman. Anyway, the sheriff's department informed the LAPD that assigned to the Tate case that there was bloody writings at the Hinman house that uh, corresponded with that at that were you know similar to that those found at the tape remember they they uh, in blood they had uh, painted piggy, piggy and war death and, to the pigs yeah, and helter skelter yeah thinking that the tate murders was a consequence of a drug transaction and that went on for a long time i mean people really believed that this was a drug deal going bad the Tate team ignored this and uh, other cri- uh, other similarities to the crimes. They thought they were just dealing with And Roman Polanski got real angry. First of all, he had to come home, and he was in Europe at the time of the murders. And there was some, sus- you know, there were some people who suspected him. And he came home and had to bury his wife and unborn child. And he and later that day take a lie detector test because he was under a lot of suspicion. Uh, of course, he passed the lie detector test, but he was very defiant in the news, saying that Sharon Tate, you know, she didn't even she didn't smoke, she didn't drink, and she certainly didn't take drugs. But the early um, the early speculation was that this was a drug related murder. Um, now, when the autopsies being performed at the, on the Tate, or the people at the Tate residence were underway, the La Bianca bodies had yet to be discovered. Steve Parent 
the uh, shooting victim at the Tate driveway, he was shot by uh, Tex Watson, was deter determined to have an acquaintance by the name of Willie Garriston, who lived in the gas house. I guess he, Garriston, would be like the Cato Caitlin of the story. Mm -hmm. kind of and parents just had bad luck. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be partying with the, with the no. uppity people. No, uh, Rudy Atabelli, the, the owner of the house, the owner of the property, who was renting it to the Tates and who had, you know, had a, had uh, conversations with Manson. Manson was looking to him to help him with his uh, recording career. Anyway, he, he had hired Garrison to take care of the property while he was away. Uh, as the killers arrive... Uh, to the uh, scene, uh, Steve Parent, the one who was shot, had been uh, had been visiting with Garrison. Uh, Garrison was held as a suspect for a short period of time, uh, but he had told the police that he had neither seen nor heard anything on the night of the murder. He was released on August the 11th, 1969, after undergoing a polygraph exam that indicated that he had not been involved in the crimes. I'm still not convinced of the accuracy of those polygraphs, especially, you know, 40 years ago. But I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he was involved, but I'm, I'm saying I, I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in poly, polygraph exams. The key is if you give yourself 10 minutes and convince yourself that you're telling the truth, to me, you can pass it. They use them on Maury all the time. Yeah, I, I, know, yeah. They them, I know they use them on Maury. Okay, so um, interview decades later um, – Gerritsen uh, stated, in fact, he did witness a portion of the murders, um, but at the time he told the police he did not. So he just didn't want to be involved, basically. The uh, La Bianca crime scene was discovered around 10.30 p.m. the next day, uh, the day following the Tate murders on August the 10th. It's approximately 19 hours after the uh, Tate murders occurred. Fifteen-year-old uh, Frank Struthers uh, returned home from a camping trip, and he was Rosemary's Bianca's son from a prior marriage. Uh, he returned home from a camping trip, and um, he was disturbed by the condition of the exterior of the home as something didn't look right. So he called his older sister and her boyfriend, the boyfriend Joe Drog Dorgan, accompanied uh, younger Struthers into the home and discovered uh, Leo, mm. Lino's body. Rosemary's body, Bianca, was found by the police when they arrived. On August 12th, two days later, 1969, the LAPD told the press that it ruled out any connection between the Tate and the Leobanca now, how, how could they jump to that conclusion? I don't so know. Quickly. It's so odd, and especially when there were so many similarities. You know, yeah, the MOs were the same. Yeah. No. Yep, they ruled them out. They were looking. Police work at its finest again. Um, it seems like these killers get by. Well, not only they did, always get caught in the end. There so. was, you know, uh, both were, you know, both uh, all the victims were brutally murdered. They were, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the killers left uh, the same type of 
uh, stuff on the wall, you know, the same messages. But they're not, they're not related at all. Yeah, they thought they were not. Maybe they thought they were a copycat or something. They did not think they were related. Uh, and so what happened is they, they set up two different investigation teams. Oh, one, that makes perfect sense. One yeah. to investigate the Tate murders and one to investigate the uh, LaBianca murders. And, uh, and they didn't communicate very well. Now, the, detect- the detectives who were working on the LaBianca murders were generally younger than the ones working on the Tate team. Uh, in a report at the end of August, uh, when all virtually all the leads had gone basically nowhere, it was the LaBianca detectives noted the possible connection between the bloody writings at the LaBianca house um, because uh, the word helter-skelter, with, they were familiar with the Beatles and mm-hmm. familiar with the album, White Album, which helter-skelter appears. So they're the ones that kind of kind of put, you know, said, hey, there might be a connection here. But the police originally started two different investigations. Um, and it, it was it was badly, uh, just badly handled. There were, as we mentioned, I think last time, there was so much traffic, foot traffic in the Tate home after the murders, just people coming in and leaving the police, the, the reporters, uh, you know, the general public, that it was just, you know, very contaminated as a crime scene. Sharon Tate's father, as I mentioned earlier, was an Army intelligence officer, and he was stationed overseas when he found out that his daughter had been murdered, and he flew home. He became very frustrated with the police. It, what, the, the, basically, the uh, news media in uh, California and the local TV stations they were getting information that the police didn't have. I mean, they were going out talking to witnesses. Um, uh, one of the, uh, they, they find a boy who finds a, the gun. Um, there you go. And it was just, you know, just bungled by the LAPD. But uh, Sharon Tate's father, who, you know, as we mentioned before, flew home to, when he found out about the murders, he had to clean up some of the um, crime scene. He was an Army intelligence officer, and so he took the investigation into his own hands. He started to stake out the, the Tate's home to see if the killers would return to the scene of the crime. He was there one evening when several bikers showed up, and uh, they got off their bikes, motorcyclists, got off their bikes, and they tried to c- climb the fence surrounding the Tate's home, but they were scared off by... Uh, dogs. Um, so they drove away, and Tate's father followed him, and he followed him right to Spawn's ranch. Spawn Ranch. Well, that didn't seem very wise of him. Always... Yeah, I, you know, it, I don't know if this is the uh, same um, uh, bikes uh, motorcycle gang that the, I'm assuming it is that the Mansons were, you know, dealing drugs with. But anyway. Tate's father then uh, went back to the LAPD and reported his observations and told him about uh, the bikers and told him that where they went to Spawn's Ranch, and the police kind of just ignored him. However, the ranch was already under observation by the police. 
uh, because the Manson family members were suspected of operating a stolen car ring. Yeah, let's get them on that. On August 16th. That's how they got Al Capone. No, they got him on a tax, tax evasion. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. He got the he got the clap. Was him. <laughs> on August 16th. He went crazy with the clap. He did. On August 16th, 1969, the sheriff's office raided Spawn Ranch and had ran, arrested Charlie Manson and 25 others as a suspect in a major auto theft ring. Uh, they had been stealing Volkswagens and converting them into uh, doom buggies. Okay, so that's cool. When the police arrived with the warrant, Manson uh, became very anxious and agitated. So he thought the gig was up, right? So Manson asked the police officer what the charges were about, and the police tell him it's for car theft. And Manson just starts laughing hysterically. And they couldn't figure out why he was laughing. He said, are these charges about those murders? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. I didn't have anything to do with those murders and painting, yeah. the, painting the walls with blood. But he might as well say that. that on me. <laughs> yeah. But he started laughing hysterically when he heard it. It was uh, for car theft. Um, there was weapons seized at the ranch. But it's kind of a really a good thing that they were there for the car theft and not the murders. Because the warrant that had been issued to the police for them to search the, uh, to search the ranch and to arrest Manson and his followers had a typo on it. They had the wrong date, and it was misdated uh, by one day. Uh, so they had to release Manson and the rest of the group. And the doom buggy crew? I had to release them all on those charges because of this technicality. So in in a way, it's a good thing it wasn't about the murders because that would have been tragic uh, if he got off on a technicality. Anyway, on September first, nineteen sixty nine, the distinct, distinctive twenty two caliber high standard butt line special revolver that uh, Tex Watson used to kill uh, Parent, the first guy there at the Tate house. Uh, he also killed it. Uh, to use used it to kill Frykowski. Mm-hmm. It had been found and given to the police by a ten-year-old named Stephen Weiss, Jesus. who lived near the Tate residence. Now, he gave it to the police, but before he gave it to police, the news media found out about it and they interviewed him. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. making the police department look really bad. On November sixth, nineteen sixty-nine, while incarcerated, here's what they get their break. And on November 6, 1969, while incarcerated in Los Angeles on other charges, um, Manson family member Susan Atkins starts bragging to a fellow inmate, Virginia Castro, that uh, she participated in the Tate murders. Uh, she told Castro that there was a death list of celebrities that would have, who have been targeted by the family, which include... Um, Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Tom Jones, Steve McQueen, and Tom Frank, Jones. Tom Jones, Steve McQueen, and Frank Sinatra. Steve McQueen. They were not going to get near Steve McQueen. He's badass. Oh, Steve McQueen. He started uh, up in so many ways. Uh, Steve McQueen started carrying around a gun with him, and uh, some of these celebrities left town. They 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 went. They left. Uh, they left uh, California. I like to see Tex Watson go after Steve McQueen. 
But you know what? They could have just waited until 2016 and all these fuckers would be dead. Well, that's right. true. Tex would have been walking back out with that high power, that standard 22 shoved up his ass. All like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, you get, don't fuck with Steve Let's McQueen, go try to get Liz Taylor. I don't want to mess. First with of this all, guy you're not gonna you're not gonna catch Stephen Queen because he drives pretty good. He drives pretty fast. Yeah. All right. Try to fuck with Paul and Newman too. You fuck with Frank Sinatra, then you got the uh, then you got, got the got whole Beaton, mob coming after you. Yeah. Gambino's yeah. after you. Yeah. So they have Frank Sinatra on the list. Yeah, he yeah. was on the list. Oh, now see, if they would have taken out maybe Sammy Davis Jr., nobody would have really noticed. I, I don't that, think that's true. I read that. Um, I read. I was reading a book. I, I think it was about the Kennedy assassination. They was talking about Sam Giacana, who was, of course, the mob yeah. boss in Chicago. And uh, Frank Sinatra had promised them if they helped get the Kennedys election elected, mm-hmm. that um, he would get them to lay off the uh, oh yeah lay off the mob, uh, the Department of Justice. And of course, that's the the opposite had yeah. happened because. Bobby they, Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Kennedy came after Hoffa. He became ge- obsessed with yeah, the mafia became, and Hoffa. Yeah, he became an attorney general, and he, he went after them like crazy. But um, That's why the mob killed Kennedy. Well, Sam Giacana, in this book I read, I guess he was fucking one of his girls, mm-hmm. and he'd always play Sinatra music in the background, and... He said he couldn't. He'd have to quit fucking because he'd hear his voice and he says, "I can't kill that motherfucker. He sings too good. I just can't kill it." But he had planned that. Oh yeah, he wanted to knock Frank Sinatra. They wanted to kill Sinatra. Yeah, but he 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 um, apparently called it off because mm-hmm. he he couldn't keep a Woody because he yeah. say, when he was banging his his, his uh, chorus girl or whoever. He keep thinking of hearing Frank Sinatra in the background playing on his Victrola, and he was "Strangers in the Night." Yeah, he's saying, "Yeah, no, fuck, I can't." Kill Devil, him. now, Timmy, Devil, what music do you? Is it like ACDC, Highway to Hell, Judas Priest? What do you put on when you when you're doing the nasty? Just no, curious. Nothing. The TV's on. I mean, again, we have kids. There's not a whole lot. You have to turn it loud. So no, you, you a screamer? Are you a screamer? Oh my God! You know what? Get on with it. Wouldn't I, I mean we're on an important subject here? This is why. And, and I'm a let me just say, I'm a screamer too. I'm a screamer as soon as I find out I'm about to get some. I'm like, woo! <laughs> I'm a screamer after I find out how much it's going to cost. <laughs> yes, you're a screamer when your credit card gets declined. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> no, four hundred and fifty dollars. You know how to make those whores scream, Tim? Your credit card gets declined. So they say yeah. how to make a hormone. Don't pay him. Don't pay him. Kick yeah. him in the shins. Yeah. You know I can make Renee scream. <laughs> I just get up and clean myself off with the curtains. <laughs> All right. All right. So I love that heathen. one. <laughs> he is a heathen. How do you make How do you make Renee scream? Just get up and wipe your dick on the curtains. <laughs> heathen. God. <laughs> okay. I apologize to our listeners. No, that don't. might have been in poor taste. On November 6, 1969, oh, I already said that, uh, while incarcerated, Susan Atkins tells fellow inmate that uh, she participated in the murders, and that kind of, that was her big break. On November 12th, <laughs> on November 12th, 1960, thank God, because these dumbasses are never going to find. Well, they said, you know, the lead investigator at the time said, you know, we've got nine murder victims here. 
and you obviously you're going to start with the people they know. Well, these are the who's who in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you start, right? So on November 12, 1969, Al Springer, a visitor to the Spawn Ranch, tells LAPD detectives that on August 11th or 12th, Charles Manson had bragged about knocking off five pigs the other night. On November 17th, five days later, 1969, Danny DiCarlo implicates Manson and the Spawn Ranch murder of Shorty Shea. Remember Shorty was the farm mm-hmm. hand that the Manson thought uh, had, uh, had uh, narked on them for, with the car theft ring? And he also suggests that the persons at the ranch might have had been responsible for the Tate murders. Uh, he told the detectives, though, that he would be too afraid to testify. On November 18, 1969. You know why? Why? Because he wasn't a bitch, Timmy. Because uh, bitches be testifying. Bitches be testifying. On December 18, 1969, Prosecutor Vincent. Bulliosi. Bulliosi was assigned to the Tate. Still fucked it up. Bulliosi. Murders? He did. He oh. was assigned to the murder case. He also went on to write Helter Skelter. Mm-hmm. And it was an excellent Really TV. the seminal book. And it. it was a, yeah, it was. And it was an excellent uh, TV mini-drama. It was. Back in the early 70s. Would you say it was the seminal book on the Manson Yeah, murders? I think so. Although I read a good one, um, The Life and Times of Charlie Manson's pretty good. You know, but, you know, this uh, he wrote the book when it, right when it happened, so. Uh, and he had a lot fre- of inside fresher, information. But, uh, right, it was fresher, but, you know, sometimes... Sometimes a little distance helps yeah, exactly, put exactly. things in perspective. Exactly. And that's why I try to feel about Brandy, you know. <laughs> yeah, keep as much perspective as we can yeah. between us and her. Hmm. November 8th, 1969, after he was assigned to the uh, Tate Bianca case, Charlie Manson was arrested on nine counts of murder. Murder. Brandy is going to tell us what happens next. Take it away, Brandy. Take it away, Brandy. Hmm. Up next is Brandy Scott. Brandy Herman. Uh, Brandy Herman Scott. I'm doing my Brandy. I'm doing my you're, game Brandy show. You're voice. fucking up my name six ways Brandy to Sunday, Scott so just stop. Herman. I can get Bulliosi right, but, but I can't get You only Scott go by Herman now on Facebook, I see. Yeah. But you got something wrong? Is something wrong with the name of Scott? You yeah. Like? Why are you dropping? You know, people on the podcast think you guys are related, brother and sister. And you yeah, we no. are not. not. No, we're no relations. Nope. Mm-mm. We are not as kin. Gump, not kin in any way. As Forrest Gump would say. Yes. yes, sir. They asked if he was related to Bubba. No, sir, we're no relations. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. We love Forrest Gump. Clearly. On December 1st, 1969, acting on the information from these sources, the LAPD announced warrants for the arrest of Watson, Krenwinkel, and Kasabian in the Tate case. The suspect's involvement in the LaBianca case, in the LaBianca murders, was noted. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. noted. That's nice. Yeah. Manson and Atkins already... Was that an in, asterisk uh, or something? I, I think so. <laughs> For the record. A footnote. Footnote. Manson and Atkins, already in custody, were not mentioned. The connection between the LaBianca case and Van Houten, who was also among those arrested near Death Valley, had not yet been recognized. Really. Could I just... I had an embarrassing moment. For one second. It's actually Van, Van Houten. Houten. Yeah, okay. I know. I had an embarrassing but moment. But I like the name Van Hooters. I had an embarrassing moment. I was talking to someone, uh, yes, a nice young lady, attractive young lady, and I happened to have a bottle of Diet Coke in my hand, and I was drinking it. 
and I'm talking to her, and I go up to take a drink, and I, the cap is on. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uncool, man. Well, yes. That would and be it, uncool. It's hard to get, you know, after that happened, there's no coming mm. back from that. I mean, it's yeah. almost like shit in your pants. Or something. Well, I got to tell you this one, Timmy. I'm walking Rudy one day, uh-huh. and uh, this this girl's sitting on, kind of on the curb. It's in the in the neighborhood, you know. And so sitting on the curb's okay. She ain't going to get hit by a car. Right. But there's this about 17-year-old boy, and he's, like, leaning over her, and he's trying to, you know, he's just smooth-talking her, trying to charm her or whatever. Right. So I make sure I give myself plenty of distance to get around him. I'm walking Rudy. Mm-hmm. This poor son of a bitch, Timmy, he catches a glimpse of Rudy out of the back of his eye, in the corner of his eye. All right. And realizes, you know, Rudy Rudy is a very sweet dog. But if you just, at first glance, he can be a little, you know, mm-hmm. intimidating. Because he's, he's big. You know, he's 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. This kid caught a glimpse out of Rudy's eye, turned around, saw the dog, and thought it was right next to him. And screamed like a four-year-old girl that got a, got a doll taken away from him at bedtime and jumped. And I just laughed and I thought, you know what? There ain't no coming back from that. No. You might as well just move on, yeah. find yourself someone else. Yeah. Because that girl, yeah. all that girl's ever going to see yeah. you're not, is you jumping and hiding behind You're not her. getting in her pants. <laughs> no. No. It's over. That's I thought the same thing when I had this drinking and this cap was in my mouth. I'm like, and it's just not happening. Okay, Brandy, uh, please continue. Come on, devil. We would love for you to. Would you stay focused? Love to find out what happens. Stay next. focused. Come on, one edge of our seat here. Yeah. Focus. Fuck you both. Focus. All right. So Watson and Krenwinkel were already under arrest because um, authorities in McKinley, McKinney, Texas, and Mobile, Alabama, picked them up on notice from the LAPD, uh, informed that there was a warrant out for her arrest. Kasabian voluntarily surrendered to authorities in Concord, New Hampshire, on December second. Before long, physical evidence such as Krenwinkel and Watson's fingerprints, which had been collected by LAPD at Celo Drive, and photographs uh, between, there were 340, 341 photographs around in there. Uh, They were augmented by evidence recovered by the public. I don't even know what that sentence means. Well, I the thing augmented is augmented is like in addition to it's like it's like testimony or whatever. Okay, let's say you got a hamburger, the gun, the gun. I understand what augmented is, right? You're in the sentence. It doesn't make a lot of sense. That's all I'm saying. No, No, remember a few minutes ago, I just mentioned the kid found the gun. I think it's like I, I think it's writing worthy of. A Pulitzer, damn thank, near. Thank you, Colonel. And uh, but okay, augmented. Do you guys like, need me to leave so you can circle jerk? Because I don't want to be a part of that. If you want to suck each other's dicks, let me know, and I will walk the fuck out of here and go the fuck home. Let's just say you got a cheeseburger, okay? No, we're, let's say you and, shut the fuck up and let me finish, so trying, that we can all get out of here. Trying to help you. I don't devil. need your help. And you got by any stretch of you know, the imagination. It used to be. It's three thirty. We got to wrap up. We got to get out of here. Not eleven. Now it's eleven thirty. We got to get the fuck out. 30, let's get rolling. Okay, let's say you nope, put ketchup, you put ketchup on I a cheeseburger. You, you have augmented so that cheeseburger with I ketchup. I understand what augmented I don't think means. you do. I don't think you and do. And when you I disagree do. with someone, you have an argument. <laughs> augmented. <laughs> I, we'll see I what do augmented. understand. So tell me, what's between, what, 
How do you have a photograph that are, photographs that are between <laughs> three forty and three forty one? Because do you have about, a half a photograph? Yeah, you got do half you have a, a photograph. Third of a photograph because it's one of those things where, like, haven't you ever had like you and a boy in a picture? I can't and hear you, you from up. Tim's dick in your mouth. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Come on, come on that's wrong. Get, get to oh, the see come now. On. Why now he so, wants to go. See, and this is why, the, nope. and, and I got to tell you. This is why you need to shut the fuck up. You're turning off our listeners with your vulgarity. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You do. Bro. All the we talk of oral sex. And, yeah, we do. Profanity. People inbox me all the time like, this would be such a great Nobody show. Nobody inboxes if you. If that whore didn't talk like a sailor. I don't sailor. think she does. Yeah, are you I don't think that happens. Time? All right. So in mid-December, when the Los Angeles Times published a crime account based on information Susan Atkins had given her attorney... Weiss's father made several phone calls, which finally prompted LAPD to locate the gun in its evidence file and connect it to the murders via ballistics tests. Yeah, this is the gun that the police, uh, the newspaper found. Right, found, and they didn't, the kid, yeah. The kid found, and he reports in the newspaper. It's fucking gave, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I would just uh, like to read one review. It says, great podcast, guys. The, re- the writing is excellent, worthy of a Pulitzer. Colonel is brilliant. Brandy has a foul mouth and should not be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Okay. That's our latest. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It is signed C. Colonel 1963. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. And we got another one that's very similar. It is from Brandy's mother. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> like my mother listens. We better hope she got us. You know what? She, she got a smartphone the other day. She's never had a smartphone. Oh, really? She had a flip phone for like ever. <laughs> and she finally got a smartphone the other day. So yeah, I'm curious to see how this is cool. going to go. She got a flip I, phone. I, like I, she's a drug dealer. She has know, this fucking burner phone. My first smartphone was the uh, Sidekick. Oh, yeah. Oh, the things oh, yeah. were fucking huge, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It's like carrying around a laptop in your front pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so. Acting on the same newspaper account, a local ABC television crew quickly located and recovered the bloody clothing discarded by the Tate killers. See, they were augmenting. Mm-hmm. I'm about ready to augment your ass. Adding value to. You should try that sometime. <laughs> the knives discarded en route from the Tate residence were never recovered despite a search by some of the same crewmen and months later still by LAPD. By the way, speaking of adding value, <sighs> our boss often asks us how we're adding value. And we're not. We <laughs> never do. <laughs> I'm no. running out of things to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to delay that anymore. Um, let's see. They did find a knife behind the cushion of a chair in the Tate residence. This is piss poor police work. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was. On July 24th, 1970, the Tate-LaBianca murder trial with defendants Charles Manson, Susan Atkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten opens in Los Angeles. The trial began June 15, 1970. The prosecution's main witness was Kasabian, who, along with Manson, Atkins, and Krenwinkel, had been charged with seven counts of murder and one of conspiracy. Yeah, and remember Kasabian, she was the one who was the kind of the lookout, and she she directed them to the wrong place. I right. Mean, she didn't want to be, she, she, did, she didn't want to be involved in it. Not having participated... On, a, on August 10, 1970, Judge Older grants Linda Kasabian immunity from prosecution for the Tate-LaBianca murders in return for agreeing to appear as the prosecution's star witness at the Manson trial. Well, Jesus Christ, she had to. They didn't have any other fucking evidence that they could find. Originally, a deal had been made with Atkins in which the prosecution agreed not to seek the death penalty against her in exchange for her grand jury testimony on which the indictments were secured. 
once Atkins once Atkins um, retracted that testimony, the deal was withdrawn. Because Van Houten had only participated in the LaBianca killing, she was charged with two counts of murder and one of conspiracy. Originally, Judge William Keene had reluctantly granted Manson permission to act as his own attorney. Yeah. God, that had been awesome to watch. Uh, for a few that minutes. would have been. <clears throat> for a few minutes. Uh, because of Manson's conduct, including violations of the gag order and, and submissions of outlandish and nonsensical pretrial motions, <laughs> the permission was withdrawn before the trial's start. Manson filed an affidavit of prejudice against Keene, who was replaced by Judge Charles H. Older. He was not having any of that shit. No, he's he doesn't sound like a guy who puts up with shenanigans. No, he did not, although Manson tries to attack him. Well... On Friday, July 24th, the first day of testimony, Manson appeared in court with an X carved into his forehead. That's not a good look, by the way. So I hear. It's very hard to pull off. It is. It's very hard to pull off. It's better than the swastika tattoo he got later on. Yeah. Well, well he, he, may have to do he augmented the tattoo. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> the carving. Uh, he oh, issued. Look at her. He's a big one. I know. You got to look at. See, you learn something. It's your, like, me and Timmy are like your word of the day calendar, <laughs> devil. You don't even have to buy one. Just listen to us. When you don't understand a word, just say, What's that mean? And we won't make fun of you or mock you or anything. We'll just tell you what oh, the clearly. word means. We'll help you increase your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Or I could put yeah. up with less of that. And if there's something I don't understand, I could use the dictionary on my phone. Or you two could shut the fuck up and recognize that I'm smarter than you and just about as smart as you, fuckers. If you could, um, if you could, uh, you, you would not know how to spell augmented if Timmy didn't have it written out there. So how are you going to look it up? There's women who have their breast augmented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make them larger. Means make them larger. Again, I'm about ready to augment your assholes. <laughs> Uh, he so Manson Manson appears. Manson sound like a New Year's appears in court with his ex carved in his phone in his forehead, and he issues a statement that he was that he was considered inadequate and incompetent to speak or defend himself, and had exed himself from the establishment's world. Oh, there is it. So there, it makes perfect sense. Sure, mm-hmm. exed himself out. Well, you know, he was exiled society. Over the following weekend, the female defendants duplicated the marks on their own foreheads, as did most of the family members within another day or so. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'd want to be tied to this guy at this point. I don't think they care. They're just so whatever. I just don't want to be cutting myself. So Manson's ex, as Chuck, you know, pointed out, uh, Manson's ex was eventually replaced by a swastika. The prosecution placed the triggering of Helter Skelter as the main motive. The crime scene's bloody white album references, Pig, Rise, Helter Skelter, were correlated with testimony about Manson predictions that the murders, about the murders that blacks would commit at the outset of Helter Skelter, uh, would involve the writing of pigs on the walls in victims' blood. He he just makes shit up as he goes along. There's a song called Piggies on the white album, um... I thought the White Album, I, and I'm not a big fan yeah, of the it, Beatles. It's I, considered one of the best albums of all time. And I and it's 30 songs, and it's not a good album. I'm the same way with Pink Floyd, man. I can only listen to it if I'm stoned. You uh, know, Dar- uh, Dark Side of the Moon is supposed to be the best album. Me and the boys, me and Taylor was sitting in the basement, and he'd never seen The Wall before. Mm-hmm. Pink That's Floyd, freaky. The Wall. Well, like and I'm getting, you know, and I'm like, 
huh, this don't make a goddamn bit of sense. You have to be stoned. And Taylor says, this don't make any sense. And I said, Taylor, you know what? You need This movie needs to come with a high level of THC. Yeah. And then it makes perfect sense. I don't know. Bob Geldof shaving off his eyebrows freaks me out. Bob Geldof was a good-looking man. Yeah. All right. Back to the story, Brandon. Uh, testimony that Manson had said now is the time for Helter Skelter was supplemented by, with Kasabian's testimony that on the night of the LaBianca murders, Manson considered discarding Rosemary LaBianca's wallet in the street of a black neighborhood. Having obtained the wallet in the LaBianca house, he wanted a black person to pick it up and use the credit cards so that the people, the establishment, would think it was some sort of an organized group that killed these people. Yeah, Charlie was just getting impatient. You know, blacks... Black people were not uh, killing fast enough for Charlie, and he was like, "Shit, you got. If you want to do something, come on, let's pick it up here. He's got to do everything himself. Yeah, do I got to do this all myself? Do I have a whole revolution fall on my head? Uh, Let's see. On his direction, Kasabian had hidden in the women's restroom of a service station near a black area. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I, I want to show Blackie how to do it, Manson had said, as the family members had driven along after the departure from the LaBianca house. Which I might say is a tad bit racist and inappropriate for him to say. It, during, the, during the trial, <laughs> family members would loiter near the entrances and corridors of the courthouse. To keep them out of the courtroom itself, the prosecution subpoenaed them as prospective witnesses who would not be able to enter while others were testifying. When the group established itself a vigil, on, a vigil on the sidewalk, each of the hardcore members wore a sheathed hunting knife that, being in plain view, was carried legally. Each of them was also identifiable by the X on his or her forehead. Uh, some family members attempted to dissuade witnesses from testifying. Prosecution witness Paul Watkins and Juan Flynn were both threatened. Watkins was badly burned in a suspicious fire in his van. <laughs> not, was he, he was living there? Basin. Was he living in the van down by the river? I don't understand. Cooking he, dinner, he dying there, anyway. making some macaroni and cheese, and the whole thing went up in flames. Oh, gotta be careful. Uh, former family member Barbara Hoyt, who had overheard Susan Atkins describing the Tate murders to family members Ruth Ann Morehouse, agreed to accompany the latter to Hawaii. There, Moorhead allegedly gave her a hamburger spiked with several doses of LSD. It was uh, augmented with LSD, devil. Found sprawled on a Honolulu curb in a drug semi-stupor. <laughs> yeah, how many times has that happened to you, Colonel? I hate that. I hate Floyd that. was taken to a hospital where she did her best to identify, herself, to identify herself 
as a witness in the Tate-LaBianca murder trial. Before the incident, Hoyt had been a reluctant witness. After the attempt to silence her, yeah, she wasn't as reluctant. She was she was wanting to be she was wanting to be a witness. On August, can I get a witness? That's right. <laughs> On August fourth, despite precautions taken by the court, Manson flashed the jury a Los Angeles Times front page whose headline was "Manson Guilty." Nixon declares. Yeah, he sent a he- uh, brings in the newspaper with the head the headlines, big bold print. Uh, this was a reference to a statement made the previous day when U.S. President Richard Nixon had decried what he saw as the media's glamorization of Manson. Judge Older allowed the trial to proceed when the jurors contended that the headlines had not influenced them because they already knew. The next day, the female... Hey, I'm not going through this shit again. Yeah, you guys yeah. are okay. yeah, around. The next day, the female defendant stood up and said in unison that in light of Nixon's remark... There was no point in going on with the trial. Oh well, good since they thought since they don't think so. Oh, I mean, they, they would do all kind of crazy shit. They would sing, and I mean, you know, they would just disrupt the, the whole. Well, but I mean, like, what do you think that's going to do? Like, the judge is going to be like, you know what? You're right. Damn it! You're, when you're you, right, you're right. You know, one of the things, uh, Colonel, uh, this was the longest, uh, long at the time, the longest trial in California history. Mm-hmm. The jury was sequestered. Sequestered. That means nine, separated. Nine months. That's and crazy. Nine they, months. Nine months. They couldn't. Uh, one guy's daughter, or one guy's uh, girlfriend, died in a uh, car accident during that time, and he, the judge, wouldn't allow him to go to, to her funeral. To her funeral. They had to keep him on police guard because they were scared that someone would try to get to him. And uh, two of the jurors. Two of the jurors were married, and they had an affair during oh, the, those during the deliberations. Dogs. Well, yeah. What else are you going to do? And, well, they end up both getting divorced over it. So, I mean, it's had a big that's impact. a long time to have people yeah, sequestered. Nine, nine months. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, on October fifth, Manson was denied the court's permission to question a prosecution witness, whom the defense attorneys had declined to cross-examine. Uh, leaping over the defense table. Manson attempted to attack the judge again. Yeah, he had a pencil. Good he, move. He had a pencil. He said he was going to. Uh, he wanted to rip his fucking neck off. But he's sure. a short little guy. It yeah, was hard for him to get up on that. Yeah, but still. Pedestal. Uh, wrestled to the ground by bailiffs, he was removed from the courtroom with the female defendants who had subsequently risen and had begun to chant in Latin. <laughs> I wonder what they chanted. They don't even probably fucking know. They probably didn't even know Latin. Yeah. Uh, e pluribus unum. Yeah, was it Tempus Fugit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thereafter, Older allegedly began wearing a revolver under his robes. When yeah, I mean, not only... Shoot did, a motherfucker down. Not only in, during the trial, but, I mean, years after probably. the... Probably. Mm-hmm. Years after the trial. On November 16, 1970, the state rested case in the Manson trial. On November 19, 1970, the defense announces without having presented it, any evidence that it also rests. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've, I think we've pretty much... I, I think we've made our point. <laughs> yeah, really. Is. Don't want to overdo it. Jesus. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. So November 19th... I mean, really. The def- you got Charlie Manson up there jumping up trying to kill a judge with a pencil. I mean, what, what can you say? 
Well, wait a minute. So I got to pick up my dry cleaning. <laughs> but here's the thing. So on the 19th, the defense rests. Yeah. On the 20th, Manson all of a sudden announces he wants to testify. Well, yeah, too little, too late. <laughs> yeah. He makes a strange statement saying, the children that, that come at you with knives are your children. You taught them. I didn't teach them. I just tried to help them stand up. Yeah, I saw that. They, they have memes mm-hmm. that say that. I'm sure. Yeah. On cross-examination, Bigliosi... Bugliosi. Whatever, Bugliosi. Ask Manson if he thinks he's Jesus Christ. There's no answer here, so I assume that he does because well, no, he's, no. Thought, he's thought so since then. He hasn't. He wouldn't neither confirm nor, nor deny. deny. Nor deny that he was well, the son, son of, of the Lord, the Lord of us. I think it's much Savior. like their defense. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obvious to everybody. On November 30th, 1970, defense attorney Ronald Hughes fails to show up in court, and he's never seen again. Leading to speculate that he was leading to speculation that he was murdered by the family. Uh, on January fifteenth, nineteen seventy, Vincent Bugliosi presents the prosecution's closing arguments in the Manson trial. Before the conclusion of the Manson's of Manson's Tate LaBianca trial, a reporter from the New York Times tracked down Manson's mother, remarried and living in the Pacific Northwest. The former Kathleen Maddox claimed that in childhood. Her son had suffered no regret or no neglect. Sorry, uh, he had even been pampered by all of the women who surrounded him. Hmm. On January twenty fifth, nineteen seventy one, Jesus, uh, the jury convicts all of the Tate Labianca fin- defendants on first degree murder. On March twenty ninth, nineteen seventy one, concluding the penalty phase of the trial, the jury fixes the penalty as death for all four Tate Labianca defendants. On April 19, 1971, Judge Older sentences Manson to death. Manson is ordered sent to San Quentin's death row. Okay, Carl. San Quentin. What happens next? <clears throat> well, now we still got Tex Watson to deal with here, Timmy. Right. Tex, Tex is a was, sociopath. Tex uh, headed out. He went headed home to Texas. Yeah, and there were protracted proceedings to extradite and. It would okay. take like nine months, I think. So protracted means it took a long time, devil. Yeah. Extradite means they were trying to get him from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Um, so protracted proceedings to extradite Watson from his native Texas, where he had resettled a month before his arrest, resulted in being in his being tried separately. Mm-hmm. So the trial commenced in August 1971. By October, he too had been found guilty on seven counts of murder and one of conspiracy. Now, unlike the others... <laughs> Watson presented a psychiatric defense. Now, Prosecutor Vincent Bugliosi made short work of Watson's insanity claims. On October 1971, Tex Watson is convicted on seven counts of first-degree murder. February 18th, the California Supreme Court declares the death penalty unconstitutional. Manson and all these little vermin are automatically reduced to life in prison. They caught a break there. Now here's a here's a here's a spooky one here. On the date of verdicts recommending the death penalty were returned, news came that the badly decomposed body of Ronald Hughes, you remember him, mm-hmm. he's the guy that just looked at his shoes when they said, What is your defense? He was right, just right. looking down like, Oh fuck, I ain't got nothing to say. His body had been found wedged between two boulders in a Ventura count in Ventura County. Now it was rumored, although never proven, that Hughes was murdered by the family possibly because he had stood up to Manson and refused to allow Van Houten to take the stand 
and absolved Manson of his crimes. Though there was some floods there, and he might have perished in the flooding, family member Sandra Good stated that Hughes was the first retaliation of the murders, Timmy. Yeah. One thing we I forgot to mention at the trial, Manson would have these long staring contests with, like, the jurors. I bet mm-hmm. he never blinked. It, yeah, he just sitting and stared. And one juror said, finally, one lady was so upset she wanted to be taken off the jury because he stared at her so much. Well, he's probably, Judge, probably, uh, fuck no. He wouldn't. But then another juror said he he just stared at Manson until finally Manson wouldn't look at him no more. Kind of broke that. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like a little dog. Manson was like a little chihuahua dog. He tried to stay try down. To, try to intimidate. Once you show him your teeth, they they put the tail between their legs. Now, in October 1972, Manson is transferred to Folsom Prison, where he got the Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, of course. He was stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging by. For Don't him. they have like a uh, railroad track mm-hmm. that runs by there? According to Johnny Cash, they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. He heard that train a coming. It was coming around. Coming the around the mm-hmm. bend, Timmy. And I ain't seen the sunshine since he don't know when. Yeah, because he was stuck in Folsom Prison since, since 1969. Yeah. Now in 1972, the body of 26-year-old Vietnam Marine combat veteran James T. Willett was found by a hiker near Guerneville, California. Months earlier, he'd been forced to dig his own grave and then was shot and poorly buried. The body was found with one hand protruding from the grave. That's not a very good way to bury somebody. (laughs) Well, that's that's being lazy. Yeah, I mean, that's just slacking off. Especially when you make some bitch dig his own grave. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to make the... I, could I see guess you I, can make them dig their own grave. They just can't, you can't make them fill in their own grave. <laughs> That's true. But if you're going to make them dig their own grave, right? It, you know, if i got to dig a grave, it's only going to be about two foot deep. Yeah. You know, I'm, however I'm big the victim deep. is. And I'm covering it up with leaves. And I'm actually, I'm not even going to bury them. I'm going to leave them out for the animals to scavenge them because, mm. you know, that's the best way to do it. But uh, if you're making them dig his own grave, make them dig a deep hole. So anyway, uh, they he had one hand protruding from the grave. It looked like deliverance, you know, with mm-hmm. that one hand coming out of the water. And the head Wouldn't and other hand... Wouldn't freak you out if you just ran in and tripped over that? Mm. Well, the head and the other hand were missing, hmm. likely because of scavenging animals. His station was found outside a house in Stockton where seven Manson followers were living including Priscilla Cooper, Squeaky Fromm, and Nancy Pittman. Police forced their way into the house and arrested several of the people there, along with Squeaky. I think Squeaky got off, though. Who called the house after they arrived. She did. The body of James Willett's 19-year-old wife, Lauren, uh, was found buried in the basement. She'd been killed by a very recent gunshot to the head in which the family members initially claimed was a, just a mere accident. It's understanding. It sure. was later suggested she was ki- killed out of fear that she would reveal who killed her husband as the discovery of his body became prominent news. Yeah, because what happens with women, Brandy? Bitches be testifying. Yeah, exactly. Now, they had a baby daughter. She was found ho- uh, alive in the house. Now, Michael Moffat pled guilty to murdering Willett and Priscilla Cooper, James Craig... And Nancy Pittman pled guilty to as accessories after the fact. Now, Momford 
And William Goucher later pled guilty to the murder of James Willett, too, and James Craig pled guilty as an accessory after the fact. The group had been living in the house with the Willets while committing various robberies. After killing Willett, Moffat used his identification um, to pose as Willett after being arrested in an armed robbery of a liquor store. News reports suggested that Willett was not involved in robberies and wanted to move away and was killed out of fear he would talk to the police, that he would testify. After leaving the Marine following two tours, and this is a very little-known part about what the family kept doing after Charlie was locked up. Yeah, there's Um, speculation that there was a lot more murders than than mm -hmm. we know of, you know, especially more than just the Nine and the Tate LaBianca case. Well, probably anybody that crossed them. So after leaving, Before and after. Right. After leaving the Marines following two tours in Vietnam, Willard had been an ESL teacher, that's English as a second language devil. Thank you, Colonel. For immigrant children. You know, the scary thing is, Timmy is an ES, ESL is? teacher. Yeah, yeah. I, I have taught mm-hmm. ESL. That's so funny. <laughs> well, you just teach. No, no you bunch don't. of little Spanish kids saying yeah, but, will, will. Yeah, but you know what? They don't know any better. <laughs> I know. So now you got all these little feet, all these little Filipino kids hey, running, around. running around well, with Chilica or Ports, Portsmouth first accents. First of all, English is the first language in the Philippines or second language. Second of all, it's yeah. Let's tw- focus on that. It's almost twelve o'clock. So oh come up. on! Thank you, Brandy. I'm trying to get going here. Quit interrupting me. Now, Almost on the new year, September 5th, 1975, the family rocketed back to national attention with Squeaky From. Crazy Squeaky. We did a podcast on Squeaky. Attempted to assassinate U.S. President Ford. It took place in Sacramento, and she and Manson follower Sandra Good had moved to be near Manson while he was incarcerated at Folsom. She was sentenced to 15 years to life, and again, she was very close, had the gun pointed right at his head, but forgot to put one in the chamber. Yeah. It wasn't a revolver. It was that a semi-automatic. It is it's, it's poor planning on assassinations and when you uh, try to have a bowel movement. You always have to have one in the chamber, Colonel. Excellent. you got to have the chamber loaded or you're just going to shoot a blank. <laughs> Nothing worse than shooting blank, Colonel. No, and no, no, they ain't. <laughs> So in 1977, That's how you get the bloody stool. <laughs> well, and there's other chambers you there's other chambers you don't want to be loaded. You don't want to be walking around with the bad loaded chambers because that causes you to act inappropriately. Yes, get charges brought against you. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Something About Mary? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Where the guy cleans out the chamber before going out at night. Uh-huh. Men should clean out the chamber every single day. It keeps your, it keeps your thoughts pure. It keeps your, your focus and your concentration. And you, and you and cannot your, believe how much money you can save if you clean the Exactly. Chamber, if you clean Just it clean it once a day. Clean it once yourself. a day, and you, you're not swayed and influenced by the devil female yes. bot, you know. The vaginas of the world. Yeah, you, the vagina has no, it loses its power over you. Yeah, but vaginas are very powerful. The vaginas are powerful. They're like voodoo vaginas. <laughs> they are voodoo vaginas. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, now let's see. From Okay, Frome's got 15 years of life here. In 1977, authorities learned the, the precise location of the remains of Shorty Shea. And that, contrary to family claims, she had not been dismembered. 
Contacting the prosecutor in the case, Steve Grogan told him Shea's corpse had been buried under one piece, under in one piece. He drew a map that pinpointed the location of the body, which was recovered. Of and those, Shorty, Shorty Shea again was the uh, farmhand. He was on, kind of a hanger-on and a yeah, farmhand at the Spawn Ranch. And they, uh, Manson accused him of narking on them about the yeah. um, uh, auto theft ring. Right. Um, so let's see here. Steve Grogan got convicted of this, and only of those convicted of the Manson ordered murders, Grogan would become in 1985 the first, and as of 2009 only, to be no, paroled. As of 2016. Yeah, 2016. In May 1976, Manson sent to Vacaville Prison, where he remains for the next nine years. September 25th, 84, another inmate claiming God told me to kill Manson sets Manson on fire. <laughs> Manson's Rasputin. <laughs> it's causing serious burns on the... <laughs> yeah, well... Now, yeah. you know, you ain't living clean when somebody sets you on fire. No. That's all I'm saying. Or when Jesus tells him to do it. <laughs> when Jesus when God tells you, Jesus set, set him on fire. <laughs> yeah, something's yeah. wrong. And, you know, he was just a little guy. Just take a match or two to set him on fire. So, <laughs> that's, got, that's some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. Uh, and, I mean, we, and we, you know, we, and there's so much shit I left out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done 10 episodes on this. Well, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so now on July 85, in July of 85, Manson was transferred to San Quentin. So he had the San Quentin Blues. Mm-hmm. That's where he started. Yeah. In December 87, Squeaky, serving a life sentence for the assassination attempt, escaped from Alderson. Yep. She was trying to reach Manson, who she had heard had testicular cancer. She was apprehended without... You don't want to get the testicular cancer. No, no, you don't. That's the ball cancer. The ball cancer. And you know what they... they, And now what is unusual about that is that that was false. That rumor was false. But... If she had known her, uh, if she had known her medical uh, information, if she, mm-hmm. if she had studied medicine. She would realize that the risk of testicular cancer after the age of forty is very, very, very high. low. Yeah, and they can just replace them with marbles at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, you it's ain't serious, using your balls for anything. Yeah. Scratch it's once like in a while. Women becoming men at forty. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, start, women start growing a penis. Men start losing their balls. Well, they sag. You got the saggy balls, Colonel. I know that that's something that you're concerned about. Well, you know, I've got, and if you go to, you know, the Church of the Latter Day Colonel, we got some self improvement things for mm-hmm. men. And there's exercise. You know how the women, you do the kiggles, right, Devil? Yeah. Kiggles to, you know, there's exercises men can do to keep from the, getting the saggy balls, Timmy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's sort of like a must, I must increase my bus kind of thing. Yeah, you basically sleep upside down. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to try night. that tonight. Because then gravity doesn't work on the uh, testicles. I'll try that tonight. Yeah. Well, it, it, mine, mine, are, mine are is, is, they're fine. Okay. They're fine. They're, like, they're like a 21-year-old. So, anyway, December 1987, she's serving a life sentence for the assassination of uh she escapes. She wants to go check out Charlie's testicles, but she was apprehended within days. 
Now, she was released on parole from a federal medical center in 2009. God, man, what, what is she doing now? I mean, wouldn't you hate to live next door to her? Yeah, she wouldn't You'd be. You'd be suspect of her all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, in 1988, during a televised interview with Geraldo, mm-hmm. Manson warns, I'm going to... Na- real name is Jerry Rivers, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of bogus. <laughs> I'm going to chop up, this is Charlie, I'm going to chop up more of you MFers. Motherfuckers is basically what you were saying. I know, I was trying to keep Oh, thank God you were keeping e. it clean. Yeah, I'm trying to keep I don't work blue like trying, she does I'm all the time. I'm trying to keep our E rating. I'm going to kill as many of you as I can. I'm going to pile you up to the sky. That didn't, see, that ain't even a scary thing. That's a, yeah, That wouldn't have even given me goosebumps. And then he gets transferred to Corcoran Prison. But wouldn't you hate to sit, share a cell with that motherfucker? Well, yeah, when people setting his ass on fire, <laughs> gets all warm in there. He's probably, you know, I'm. I read that he gets so many letters from people mm-hmm. that he gives that he gives them other inmates to answer. So oh, really? He, yeah, he has like <laughs> public. He has like personal assistants who will. In jail. Could you imagine just if, because they're bored? If Charlie had a Snapchat account, oh man, I don't even want to think about it. Because if he's getting that many Par- letters, Periscope, you, you know people, you know women sending him pictures of their boobs and stuff. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I'm sure he's getting all kind of, and he gives those to his, you know, minions. Other, uh, it, well, or just other prisoners. You know, women are sending pictures and, and letters, and he gets so many of them he can't read. He, he'll give them out to other prisoners also. I did see someone on last podcast on the left. He got a he actually got a Christmas card from Charlie Manson. He wrote him and then he got a Christmas card. That's that. How it's creepy! Yeah, it is creepy, but that's probably worth some money. You put that on eBay. Now, if I could get a Christmas card from Jody Arias, I would be okay with. Yeah, I bang her. I bang her. She's um, crazy and a killer, shocking. but I kill her. <laughs> All right, Colonel. I wouldn't even mind if she tried to kill me afterwards. I would not bang uh, Squeaky from though. No. No, back in the youth, maybe just because I like to hear the noise. But mm-hmm. squeak. Uh, but anyway, January ninth. The, the the Manson girls are not looking good at this point. No, they have not aged well, Timmy. <laughs> they have not Prison aged well. Prison will do that to you. In January nineteen ninety six, a Manson website was established by a later latter day Manson follower, George Stimson who was helped by Sandra Good. Good had been released from prison in 85 after serving 10 years of a 15-year sentence for death threats. The Manson website, atwa.com, was discontinued in 2001. In March 1997, Manson's denied parole for the ninth time. In a hearing broadcast live on Court TV, Manson responds by saying, That's cool. I'm not saying I wasn't involved in Helter Skelter, I'm just saying I did not break God's law. Yeah. Thank you. Well, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying rational point. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I wasn't involved. No, well, thanks. Don't Charlie. look at me. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> well, I mean, and technically, he didn't kill anybody. I mean, no, no, technically, he did not. He did not kill any, at least any of the folks in the in the right uh, Tate or LaBianca household, right? Now, in 97, he was trafficking drugs in prison. There you go. And got caught. You know he's got a, you know he's got a pretty good commissary. You know oh, are, you know he does. People are fucking yeah. sending him money left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he gets moved to Pelican Bay, which probably is a rough a, prison. Probably has a GoFundMe page. Yeah, Pelican Bay is where that 
They always show that on um, Locked Up on mm-hmm. MSNBC. You don't want to go to Pelican no, Bay. That's badass. That's like everybody in there, like a Carl Pan's Ram. Mm-hmm. They rape you. All the time. Mm-hmm. It's just a. It's, it's very rapey. It's I actually, I mean, it's on the schedule. They do not respect no rapesies. No, no and it's like breakfast, 8 o'clock, rapesies, 9 o'clock, <laughs> yeah. art therapy, 10 o'clock. You yeah. know, it's, it's just. You cover your butt when you're there. <laughs> yeah. It's a Pelican Bay ain't a place you want to be. So I mean, those uh, guys in there are huge. I mean, they're, they, they sh- I've seen them on TV. They're just like, you know, the, all they do is lift weights all day. Yeah, and rape. And rape people. And rape people. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't so, want to go there, Brandy. Um, and May 2007, Manson is refused parole for the 11th time. He's now 72 years old and will be up per, for parole in uh, five more years. And on July 15, 2008, the parole board denied Susan Atkins' request based on the fact that she had terminal brain cancer and only months to live for a compassionate release. Fucker. Atkins were now almost, well, she died in prison. On September 29th, uh, Atkins died. Uh, her husband releases the following statement. Susan passed away police, peacefully, surrounded by friends and loved ones. So her, she must have got married after she was in, Yeah. after she'd been sentenced. Her last whispered word was, Amen. No one on the face of the earth worked as hard as Susan did to, un, to right an unrightable wrong. For the 12th time, Charlie's denied parole in April 2012. Manson didn't even come to that hearing. Fuck it. Yeah. And, Slept uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> and the prison official said he had, he was a schizophrenic and had paranoid delusional disorder and was too great a danger to be released. Can, now, I, was can the, you imagine him releasing him? It, but he will be per, uh, eligible for parole. Parole in 2027. At that time, he will be 92 years old. Now, 2016 uh, could grab Charlie. No, it'd be 92. I, I think a lot of people have him in the death pool. I can't imagine him. Yeah, ever people setting released. his ass on fire. He's up in Pelican State. He's never going to get released. If you want to write a letter to Charlie, he is at Corcoran State Prison. His inmate number, the California Department of Corrections, Corcoran State Prison. His inmate number is B33920. What's that again, Colonel? What's that address? Inmate, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, inmate number at Corcoran State Prison, B33920. You know Stephanie Quick's going to be writing him. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Stephanie. I'm just kidding. So, Somebody write him and cuss him out. On April 14th, a two-person panel of the California Parole Board recommended granting Leslie Van Houten's parole request, but Jerry Brown nixed it and said, fuck that. Angie Drake might be writing. Angie might. Angie might. Um, September 29, 2016, Judge William Ryan issued an 18-page ruling upholding the governor's reversal and Van Houten's release. Ryan wrote there was some evidence that Van Houten presents an unreasonable threat to society. On December 21st, the California Supreme Court denied Van Houten's petition to even hear the case. Yeah, she, she got... They bitch she slapped got, it down. Yeah, they recommended her. Jerry Brown, the governor, says no. They appeal it, and the Supreme Court of California says oppose the, uh, the governor's decision. On December 29th, 2016, Timmy. Which was when? 
yesterday. Yesterday. 69-year-old Patricia Krimwinkle had a review board as to whether to recommend her for parole for the 15th time. She is now the longest-serving female inmate in the state's correctional system. At the time of this podcast, 12-30-2016, a decision on her status has not been made. Yeah, and it, like even if she would, they would recommend it, it'll probably get the same result as uh, Ben Hutton with the governors denying ben, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Correct they're going to turn it Van Hooten, I'm sorry. Correct. <laughs> okay, Brandy, what's your final thoughts on this whole, helter-skelter, the whole saga of Charlie Manson and the family? You know what? Here's my thing. All right. Tell us your thing. They're not getting out. Line them up, save the taxpayers some money, and flip the fucking switch. Just be done with it. Like, this whole chapter needs to close. They were nuts. They're still nuts. It's just, I just don't understand how Get them out. anyone... Okay, I know... They can be were, that disillusioned. Yes. I know people are can be have rough childhoods or whatever and be in a bad place. But that motherfucker doesn't make any sense when he talks. No. It's gibberish. It's like listen to Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yet we have people listen to this podcast loving. I, I know. And I don't get that either. But but I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, there are lots of people that don't have the greatest childhoods that don't grow up to instruct people to kill, you know, other people. And not just other people. <coughs> People who'd never done anything to them. People that were just randomly there. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. It's crazy. Colonel, what's your final (laughs) thoughts on Helter Skelter, Charlie Manson, and the family and their dastardly deeds? Well, I think without the – I think the cult thing's cool except for the killing part. I wouldn't mind having my own cult. A cult Um, is cool if you're the leader. I want to be the leader of a cult. If you're a follower, um, though, it's not as cool. Yeah, if anybody, you can inbox me if you want to join my cult. Um, we don't Isn't really that have the any. Church of the Latter Day Colonel. Church of the Latter Day Colonel. Do you yeah. already have We've followers? Got, we do have some followers. Yeah. Um, primarily Scotty. Yeah. Um, well, you have more than that. Yeah, we have more than that. But you know, you need a bunch of people to get a good cult going. Yeah, and you um, need he wants a Jim Jones size. And I cult. need and I need people to sign their personal belongings over to. Well, that's oh. uh, that's that that goes without saying. No. Yeah, he needs a Scientology size cult. Yeah, I need a big one. Yeah. I mean, I, I need. I, I'm, I'm I'm every bit as articulate as Ronell Hubbard. Well, yeah. if you got his name right, that'd be I, a good start. You know what? Yeah. I, I think I'm El in agreement with. I'm in agreement here. He, he's a poor man, Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could be the. Uh, it's just, I think I'd be a good cult leader. He um, makes more sense than Charlie Manson. Yeah. Well, so do you, but that doesn't mean shit. People shouldn't kill for me. No, <laughs> they should not. Right. Okay, Colonel. You got I some would shout not outs? ask anybody to kill for me. Got some shout outs. I got a ton of shout outs. All right, Timmy. lay them on me. All right, who we got first, Timmy? We've got Tasha, the lovely Tasha, out there in California with and her mother, Ophelia. Miss Ophelia. We uh, appreciate you guys listening, and we hope to meet you someday. Come to CrimeCon in July, where uh, Brandy, Chuck, or June, whenever it is in this year. June. In Indianapolis, Brandy, Chuck, and I are going to try to attend at least one day. If not, you can come to the next TimmyCon. 
Oh, bad things happen at Yeah, Con. no good things ever turn out. I promise that we're going to uh, have security available. Okay. We're going to, okay. Jeff Girdley. Jeff. Sam Hildebrand. Sammy. Jennifer and Linda. Hi, Jennifer and Linda. No. Missy Dean Horton. Missy Dean Horton, who I inadvertently, inadvertently left out of, uh, I left that part out of Terror at Timmy Con. I'm, I feel so bad. I had her being killed by a chainsaw. It was, it was like one of the. So what happened? Did you just decide? I, I, to... I was cutting paste in some of it, and I, I deleted that part. It was going to be so cool. She was going to go out by chainsaw. I promise you, next year, Missy, you will have a. Uh, prominent role in uh, the podcast. We first. will murder you properly. Yes. Britt and Chris. Down there in Georgia. I wonder what they're going to do for New Year's. Colonel, I bet it includes fornication. They've got I kids. bet it does, but you know what? I, I checked the weather and it's going to be a rainy night in Georgia. Please don't. Such a rainy You know, I like uh, Kentucky Rain better. That's one of my favorite songs of Elvis. I liked Elvis. Mm-hmm. I liked Elvis. Me and Elvis got a lot in common. There's way too much commentary going on. Sorry. Celine. Celine, Cole, not Dion, but we do like Celine Dion if she's listening. Dr. J. <laughs> I don't, fuck. I don't think what? she is. My heart will go on. It me. will. Man, That she is loaded, man. Yeah, but she's so damn skinny. That's all right. No, there ain't a boob on that woman. Nothing wrong with that, but she's French. She could buy all kinds of big boobs, and she won't even do it. I bet she's a diva, though, man. Can you imagine? Wouldn't you be? If you're going down on her, she'd be criticizing you (laughs) and shit. I bet you, you, the one thing. Until this very moment, I have never considered going down on Celine Dion. I bet she will. Well, think about it. (laughs) I I bet she's not there laying back there going, wee, wee, wee. (laughs) Oh, wee, wee, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. She's yeah. bitching the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah, grabbing your In French, your hair. so you can't even understand yeah, her. You don't yeah. even know what she's talking about. Jerking your head over to the left, moving mm-hmm. it up and down. Yeah. I don't like how pull this, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you don't have much hair, Colonel, so I can understand that. <laughs> Continue, Colonel, with your shout That took a lot of balls to come, for you, come out of your mouth. Too much commentary. <laughs> Would you be quiet so I could finish these, devil? Mm-hmm. Teresa Slavin. Tommy Boomershine, of course, Shonda and Larry. The Trowbridge. Let's just call them the Freaky Trowbridges, Timmy. They're freaky. They're freaky. Every night. They don't even put a TV in the bedroom. You know that, that, Who doesn't have a TV in the bedroom? Well, That's people getting down to serious business in, in the bedroom. Yeah, or they, they could just be, it could just be because it's bad for sleep. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. It's with with fornication. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's related to fornication. Almost everything is related to fornication. Well, with you guys it is, yeah. It's it's fornication relation. Yeah. It's related Uh, to fornication. Colonel, uh, go on with your shout-outs because Brandy and I would like to leave sometime soon. Right, Brandy? Yeah. Otherwise, we might as well be here. Aaron Wentz. Donna Curran. (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, we might, might as well just work all day. Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> what the fuck? The government pay them for uh, Brian and Lisa Lawton, Olivia Meyer. It's just like Meyer. the Soviet Union. They pretend to pay us, we pretend to work. Exactly. Rebecca Montale, Mike Eisenhower, Danielle Fredrickson, <clears throat> Toby Deese, Nancy Jalapeno, Papa Palomino, Kim Kazmersky Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Nee Chinchilla, Lindsay O'Brien, 
Sunyana, Eddie Rushing, Joe Handler, Sammy James, my buddy Jason Dykes, Amy Carol Payne, lovely Tyra Jenkins, um, the the very very lovely Annette Petre. Annette Petre from the Bronx. Steph Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, Christina Montana, Maria Barber. Jennifer Potts, Sydney Overstreet Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, uh, Melissa Lebrano, Brittany Powell, Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Andaza, Jeff Hopkins, John Janke, Mike Tabor, Lise, of course, Kevin Behan. Shout out to shout out to Tom Smith who uh, sent me a suggestion for a topic. It looks really cool. Thank you, Tom. Tom Smith, um, Heather Marshall. Maddie Kennan, Pavlova, Andy Volley. Oh, this is what we're gonna do here. Come on, come on. I guess Amelia Orozco, Menachon, Michael Daniel, Jen Moya, Carla Nelson. Motherfucker, I'm, come on. You get me out of out of David Hill. I'm, I see. It's not me interrupting you. So I got Dave Hill on the list. Okay. I'm getting to Dave Hill. All right. Dave Hill. Thank you. Carla Nelson. Um, Amber Trevino. NGL. John Gray. Don Gordon. Kirsten Davidson. Susan Angles. Little Emmy Waterfall. Christian Dormer. Danielle Fredrickson. Pete Fulmer. Kelsey Fro, of course. George Huckler. Alan Dobbs, Carlene Matson, Liz Keating, who had an interesting question on the page last night. Have you ever gone to a murder site? Um, Kate McCarthy. After I committed it. Bridget. Has your, home ever, has your home ever been the scene of a murder site? You yeah. really have to be more specific. Byron Snellings, Denny McNamara, William Truax, Amber Croup, who will fist fight for the devil. I know, yeah, she's I love that. Devil. She got sympathy for the devil. Gina Spillane. Most people do. Trixie. Stephanie Quick. Sydney and Michael, of course. Jamie Tarantino. Laura O'Reilly. Gabby Lewis. John Cunningham. Bond. Gene Bond. Lydia Brandy it's McBride. Funny every time, Brandy. Every time. Every time. Maggie Glover. Jeff Appel. Christine. Bushwah. There we go. The lovely Katie Moorhead. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you get for Christmas, Tim? What are you asking for for Christmas, Tim? Moorhead. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) What's my New Year's resolution this year, Timmy? Moorhead. There we go. (laughs) Andy Volley, Cheryl Muskew, Keith Frosty. Uh, Where are you going to give Bruce Springsteen for Christmas? <laughs> Morehead, devil. <laughs> devil. Devil. What are you going to try to improve on this year? I'm going to get a new job. <laughs> a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to try to land on insight. Hey, if they take me, <laughs> they might not. I'm damaged goods at this point. <laughs> yeah. You're not exactly a draw. Anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm damaged. You're kind of like... You're, I'm a dented soup can. You know, you're kind of like the John Travolta. 
Nobody wants to work with John making, Travolta. He's making movies now. Yeah, but nobody wants to work with him. You know, he turned down Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, Bill Murray and someone else, I was just reading, turned down. Oh, uh, Chevy Chase. What is your deal with Forrest Gump today? Wouldn't Forrest Gump have sucked with Chevy Chase? Yeah. I cannot stand Chevy Chase. He is like the most unfunny person. Hold on, Fletch was good. Oh, man. Fletch was good. Vacation? Are you kidding me? I like like Vacation except for Chevy Chase. He was the the least funny person in that movie. He makes the thing. No. Angie Drake, who's signed up for two teams because she can't figure out which team she wants to be. Team Timmy. Steve Miller, of course. Of the Steve Miller band. Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, and Stacey Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan. Erica Clements. Marion Buckwald, Jennifer Miller, Toby Deese. Holmes. Susanna Sheldon. I believe I got John Holmes already. Big John Holmes. Uh, Skip Fayou. You know who I haven't heard you say The for lovely while. Callie Jones who? Catcha. Motherfucker, I say catcha every single podcast. Uh, I never heard You it. think I forget catcha? You know why? Because I changed them and I bookend them. I started off with the beautiful Tasha mm-hmm. and I ended up with the beautiful catcha. So are you saying that all the people in the middle are not as attractive? Or what are you trying to say? You know what? I'm saying for somebody who wants to get out of here, you are running your jib a lot. (laughs) Let's go, Colonel. Andy Smizer. getting low impatient. Norma DiMaggio. Norma, how you doing? Karen Alden. Um, The beautiful Katja. You know, if we... If we ever were, you know, think ahead, we could just like record this and just play it, plug it in each show, and we wouldn't have to do it like this live every time. But you know, he gets a big kick out of it. That's his only, you know. That's, that's How his. the fuck do I? You 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 put me in charge of it. Yeah, you do a fine job, Colonel. I want to make sure the Colonel's crew. <laughs> I want to make sure the Colonel's crew, of which there are like, many you know, members, it's like you're telling someone the Colonel's that. cult. You tell someone that you know that are bagging groceries. You know, You're that doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that bread goes right in there with, the, with those soup cans, <laughs> the yes. dented soup cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, just, just put that, just uh, put that bread in first, and then yeah. Uh, All right, so okay. eggs on bottom. <laughs> so here we go. Eggs on bottom. Yeah. Here we go. So we're we're at the grocery store one day. God Man, damn it! Dana. He's got a story. He's got a <laughs> motherfucking story. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, no, well, no you're gonna no. Hear, well, you're gonna hear me I've out on this, this motherfucker. Story. Oh, I've heard. We're this at the grocery story. store, and I'm asking Tanner where the I'm, bread I'm pro- is. I'm protesting. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to stay, Brandon. I'm I asking don't. Tanner where the bread is. One for all. For and one. he, uh, we're at a different grocery store, and he says, "I don't know." And I was like, "How the fuck do you not know where the bread is?" Yeah. I mean, where's the bread? You come here with your mom all the time. Where's the bread? And he said, he looks at me right in the eye. He's about 15 years old. He's like, do I look like the fucking bread whisperer to you? Why Why would you keep bugging me about the bread? And he says it, and there's these four little old ladies standing there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ladies, I apologize for this young man's language. This is like the third time he's told his story on the air. Have Go I ahead. told this story? Well, continue, Colonel. People are on the edge of their seats. That, uh, that my son, Tana, is I, I'm sure here. the people who've listened to it before are no longer listening. Okay, well, they yeah, they, they get a kick out of it anyway. But I said my son, Tana, here has had a head injury. So he acts up sometimes. So then we get to back. Well, we, it's one of those places where you got to bag your own groceries. Mm-hmm. And I tell the 
uh, he's bagging the groceries and he's putting, I'm like, see, Tanner, you're doing so good. You're putting all the canned goods together and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I look at the cashier and I was like, he had a head injury when he was a kid. He's, you know, a little slow. And uh, <clears throat> Tanner's just mad as hell. So we get in the car and he goes, oh, you think that's just funny, huh? You think that's funny? And I was like, it was a good one, Tanner. You got to admit that was a good one. He's like, yeah, yeah, watch this. We're going down the street. He rolls down his window, hangs his half his body out and screams, help, I'm being kidnapped. Help, I'm being kidnapped. See, that'll teach you. It did teach me a lesson. Yes. So anyway, let's get to the Colonel's crew. All right, Colonel's crew. Angie Ball. And see, this is the show I got nothing against redheads, Angie Ball. Um, little Sarah Samosa. Jim Burdick, who... Uh, By the way, give a shout-out to Jim Barron. He uh, he, he hadn't been active on the page for a while, but I okay. posted, so... Jim Barron. Yeah. Karen Barnes. Janet Fitzgerald. Francis Doughton. Jessica Williams. Jessica, we're glad to hear you're feeling better. Absolutely, Jessica. Amanda Bocciball. Shannon Rossett. Uh, Tiffany Bell, of course. Monica D, Monica D. Agostino, Angela Cobes, Radika Smith, the mascot of the Colonel's crew, lovely little Fallon, and my two partners in crime here. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, three, but you got Nicola. Um, Which one would be squeaky from in your little? Neither of these. People uh, Allie be, might be squeaky. No, Allie would never be squeaky from Allie be Charlie. Allie's the craziest motherfucker you're ever going to meet. So right. she'd be the one up with. She'd be, have the crazy eyes. But the thing about Allie is she's very pretty. So when she starts staring back at you, you just got to be like, okay, what do you want me to do? Right. You know, but the danger there is she crazy as hell. Mm-hmm. So, so I got, uh, I got Nicola. Nicola Reed, your uh, my consigliere. She she provides you counsel. She does. Allie, who provides me protection, um, because nobody wants to. Nobody wants. It's like that show. Everybody loves Raymond. Uh-huh. Allie could have a show. Nobody wants to fuck with Allie. Mm-hmm. And of course, where you have Allie, who else do you have, Timmy? You got uh, the very kind Charlie. You got the lovely, lovely, lovely redheaded. Charlie. See, I got has, nothing against redheads. Charlie's has, a lovely redhead. She has, uh, she's very lovely, and she has uh, how many kids? Uh, for the last count, I think she had 13 kids or something, Timmy. Okay. I, I'm not really sure. I don't think she knows how many kids yeah. she got. She ran out of names, I think. <laughs> she just calls them six, yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, they, Allie and Charlie are always together because they do the Insight podcast. Yeah, check them out. Together, and they actually... Um, you may actually learn something on that podcast. Yeah, you're not going to learn nothing on this podcast except how to mispronounce words. Yeah. Uh, is that it, Colonel? That's it except for Lady Beverly. Mm-hmm. Lady and Beverly, we hope that we uh, hope 2017 you, will be a much better year. Much better year for you and your and your your, your health. And, and, of course, Dottie Smith. Who we Dottie wish Smith. a lovely, Smith. or Dottie Scott, oh. who we wish, I, I'm looking at Smith Evidently on my paper. Time. Dottie yeah. Scott, who we wish a lovely and happy new year too. Yes. Happy New Year's, Mom. Okay, Brandy, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Where can people find us? 
They can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have a Twitter. We we have a group fa- page. You need to on hold on. Facebook. It's uh, History Dweebs the podcast. That's where all the folks that we were giving shout outs to. That's where they hang out. So join us there. We have a lot of fun topics that we discuss. That's History Dweebs the podcast on Facebook. Where else can people find us? Twitter. Twitter at History Dweebs One, or you can follow the Colonel at Hawk Waters. iTunes iTunes, please leave us a review. If you would leave us a positive review and don't mention Brandy's uh, foul language, we will read it on the air and give you a special We'll shout try out. to tone down this language. Yes. Where else can people find us? I, Libsyn, Stitcher. Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. You just do a search for History Dweebs and you'll find all of our podcasts. There's a um, iTunes uh, limits the number of podcasts that they will um, keep uh, 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 on uh, on their uh, on their um, feed. But if you go to Lipson and look up History Dweebs, you'll have access to all the podcasts we've done, which is nearing, I think, 200 now. So, and we have merch. We do have merch that you can buy if you go to History Dweebs, the Facebook page. There's a link there where you can go in and buy. All your valuable uh, coffee mugs, uh, shirt, t-shirts, uh, jock straps, uh, yes. sex, marital aids, anything you want. Condoms, condoms. condoms. The, got the Colonel, we got our own special brand of Colonel condoms. Yeah, the ribbed. Many, the ribbed. Kind, wait, the, is it the kind that have big, huge holes in it? Ribbed for his pleasure. It's the kind that you know <laughs> will fit most people's um, small <laughs> finger, pinky finger. Um, okay, Brandy. Makes you uh, look like you're wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> any uh, any wishes you would like to extend for the new year? Just have a great new year, everybody. Stay alive, because evidently that's kind of hard to do. Yes, thank you for listening, everyone. Colonel, any uh, wisdom for 2017? Well, I just hope your families and yourselves okay, all so- stay, stay healthy and stay safe, and that's really all you can ask for. Yes, and stay listening. Continue to listen to Continue our podcast. Continue to listen. And We'll continue to put out this high-quality programming. Okay, that's it. it. That'll do it for now. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.